welcome to this podcast from the National Autistic Society. My name is Jane and I'm going to talk to you about claiming disability living allowance for your child. Many children who have an autism diagnosis are entitled to disability living allowance. In this podcast I'm going to tell you about what disability living allowance is, how to claim it and what the criteria is. We shorten disability living allowance to DLA. I'll be using the term autism to include all autism spectrum disorders, including Asperger's syndrome. In the benefits system, you have a child until your 16th birthday. The information in this podcast applies to children aged up to that 16th birthday. From age 16, you have to claim under the adult rules, which are slightly different. DLA is a benefit paid for children who need a lot of extra care and support because they have a disability or health condition. When you get a diagnosis, you don't automatically qualify for DLA because the criteria is based on the extra needs that the child has, not the diagnosis. For the same reason, you get children with exactly the same diagnosis who qualify for different levels of DLA because they need different levels of extra help. First of all, I'm going to look at the criteria. I hope this will help you to decide whether to make a claim for DLA if you're unsure. And I think that understanding the criteria helps you to fill the form in as it means you understand why the form asks the questions it does and helps you to understand what sort of information is important. You can get a claim form by ringing 0800 882200 or you can download one from the DirectGov website. The DLA criteria compares the help and supervision that a child needs to the help that other children of the same age without a disability need. To qualify, the child must need help which is substantially in excess of the help that other children of the same age need. The DLA has two parts, the care and the mobility components. Mobility can be paid at two rates, low or high, and care can be paid at three rates, low, middle or high. A child may qualify for any combination of care and mobility, or just care, or just mobility. So first of all, we'll look at the mobility component, which looks at walking out of doors. The low rate mobility is for children who need a lot of extra supervision or guidance when they are out and about. This can be paid from the child's fifth birthday. Again, the important rule is whether the guidance and supervision that the child needs is substantially in excess of the help that other children of the same age need. And of course, this means different things for children of different ages. For example, if a 15-year-old needs help to cross a road, that could count as you'd expect 15-year-olds to be able to cross a road safely without help. All younger children need a lot of guidance and supervision, so you need to think about whether the guidance is more intense than that needed for other children. For example, if you need to hold the hand of an eight-year-old to stop them from running into the road, that might count. Also think about help with keeping calm, not running off, staying safe, becoming anxious or behaving inappropriately. Next is the high-rate mobility component, which can be paid from the child's third birthday. Most children with autism do not qualify for high-rate mobility, but some do. In total, there are seven different ways of qualifying for high-rate mobility. All but two are are for children with a physical disability. Of the two that can apply to children with autism, one is called the virtually unable to walk criteria. 
This can apply to children who have very severe behavioural problems and refuse to walk on such a regular basis that they can be said to be virtually unable to walk. The other way of qualifying is called the severe mental impairment criteria. This is for children who have dangerous and extreme behavioural problems and can be said to be severe, have a severely impaired intelligence. There is more detailed information about the high rate mobility criteria on our website. So that was the mobility component and a child could be entitled to low or high rate mobility. Next I'm going to talk about the care component. So the care component comes in three rates, low, middle and high. The criteria looks at what help and supervision the child needs and again help or supervision which is substantially in excess of what other children the same age need can count towards the criteria. If the extra help adds up to over an hour a day the child qualifies for low rate care. If the extra help is needed all through the day or at night the child can qualify for middle rate care. If the extra help is needed all through the day and at night, then the child can qualify for high rate care. Different things will count for children at different ages. For example, washing a 14 year old's hair would count, but this wouldn't count for a four year old because all four year olds need that sort of help. Especially for younger children, the degree of help or supervision is important. Think about whether the help or supervision is more intense or takes longer than for other children of the same age. So for example, all five-year-olds need constant supervision, but if you can't leave a five-year-old in front of a TV for 15 minutes whilst you're in the next room, this could count as it's more intense supervision. When you get the form, you'll see the questions all relate to this criteria. Don't be put off if some of the questions seem to relate to physical disability only. Prompting, motivating and encouraging all count as well as physical help. Many parents are put off by the questions about how long the help is needed for. This information is important because it shows whether the help adds up to at least an hour or is all through the day. If you're not sure about how long things take, time yourself one day. Many parents tell me that they were surprised at how long things take when they actually time it. In the form, you have to explain everything. Don't assume that just because you've put the diagnosis at the start of the form, they will know that your child will have difficulties in certain areas. In the form, it is important to give a complete but balanced picture of your child. So you do have to write about the bad days, but explain about how often a bad day happens and put it in context. Once you've returned the DLA form, the DLA office will often write to the school to request a report. It's a good idea to have a chat with the school and make sure that they understand the amount of help that your child needs at home. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to know more, you can find more information on our website and you can book a welfare rights telephone appointment by ringing the helpline on 0845 070 4004.